Good morning, good morning, I mean, good afternoon, good evening, good night, hello, see ya. <laughs> hey, good to see everybody again. Who, who was here this morning, anybody? Who's, you're back for more punishment? Why don't we punish ourselves right now, in Jesus' name. Here we go, let's party.
every moment in your presence makes me want to dance. That's a big call, right? That's a big call. Okay, so we're going to give you another chance to dance, man. This is a new song for a lot of you. It's called Thunder. And there's the thunder on Sunday. Sunday.
Wasn't that awesome? Yes. We bring the thunder. Come on. Come on. Wow. Who did the plane? Yeah, I like that one. We need to make up a rapping one actually for Pastor Ray. Yeah, rapping move, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's pray. God, I thank you that you are here tonight. I thank you that you are in our midst and I thank you that you want to do something incredible in every person's life tonight, here tonight. And God, I ask that we would raise our expectancy in you. God Almighty, have your way. We are expectant for you to have your way tonight, God. We thank you that you, you desire to meet us. Thank you, God. Pour out your blessing upon every person. Pour out your peace upon every person tonight, God. Pour out your love upon every person tonight, God. Pour out your freedom in this place, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Welcome to church. You may be seated. Do you know the word says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. I want to declare that right now in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is here tonight. There is freedom here tonight. Awesome. Awesome. We're in for a fantastic night. I want to say a special welcome to Wayne and Libby, Pastors Wayne and Libby, Hurua, from all the way from Equipers in Auckland. It is awesome to have you with us today. We had a fantastic morning this morning of those of you that couldn't make it this morning. So we're in for a great night tonight. It's fantastic to have you here with us today. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. If you're here for the first time with us today, I want to say a special welcome to you. It's great to have you with us today. And if you are visiting, we would love you to uh, please help yourself to a guest bag that is down there. And uh, as you go out into the foyer, it's on your right there. Please help yourself to a guest bag. Uh, if you'd like to fill out the form in, inside and pop it into a giving box, then we will get in contact with you during the week. It'd be great, be great to get to know you a little bit more. How about we celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries? I think Mia had a birthday. I saw Mia somewhere here. Do you want to come and join me? Who had a birthday or a wedding anniversary this past week? Yeah, give it up for Mia. Is there anyone else? Who, who else? Who else had a birthday or a wedding anniversary this past week? Is there any naughty people that are just sitting down and then too embarrassed to come and get chocolate? Well, Mia, okay, take three, take five, whatever. <laughs> just help yourself. Fill your, fill your pockets up. Uh, eh? The whole row down there wants some? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's stand. We're going to pray for Mia tonight. Father, thank you for Mia. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over her this year. Activate your love and goodness through her. In Jesus' name, amen. Give her a hand. Yeah, take it out. <laughs> awesome. Well, a couple of things 
bring to your attention what is happening on Tuesday night this week. Yeah, come on, let's say that again. What's happening Tuesday night this week? Momentum Prayer. It is happening at 7.30, not 7 o'clock. That's up there, but if you want to come at 7, you can start praying. And we're all going to be here together, 7.30. We need to get excited because this is what God has called us to as a church. He has called us to be a house of prayer. So this is our opportunity to gather together. I mean, you know, we need to be a house of prayer wherever we are in our homes, wherever we are. But we need to come together and pray together because there is power as we join together and lift our prayers up together. So please make every effort to be here Tuesday night, 7.30. It is going to go off in this room, 7.30. Tuesday night momentum prayer. Okay, what time are you going to be here Tuesday night? Awesome, fantastic. Tomorrow night, girls' night out. If you are female, this is for you ladies. Come and enjoy a nice evening together. 7.30 p.m. here. We're going to be probably uh, through the downstairs cafe, unless we have too many people and we'll probably come in here. Uh, Our theme for the night is mental health. It's going to be an interesting evening, learning a little bit about mental health. We all need to learn more about that together. So it would be great if you could please RSVP because we're going shopping for some some goodies in the morning. So if you could please RSVP by sending an email to the office or come and see me afterwards. That'd be awesome. 7.30 tomorrow night for girls. All the girls. It's going to be good. Awesome. We're going to continue in our worship tonight. Talked a little bit about expectancy before. Are you expectant? Are you expectant? Because the Spirit of the Lord is here, and where He is, there is freedom, there is liberty, and He desires to do something in you. Isn't that cool? It's awesome. So let's give of our worship to Him together. How about you stand? as we continue in our worship. Thank you. He is the King of all.
just a moment and I am free just a moment with you just to know you just to know you is all I want just to know you is all I need just a moment and I am free just a moment with you just to know just to know Jesus. 
Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the
just get a picture of somebody uh, with a, I'm not too sure what you call it, but like the metal, the metal bit that's like full of chains uh, that you would put on under a, a piece of armour. I don't know if anyone has a name for that, but this, it's like a chain, a chain veil. Chain mail. Chain mail. Okay, not a chain veil, a chain mail. Okay, I get a picture of somebody with a chain mail on and it's just so heavy and I get the picture of of Jesus saying, you know, like we've been singing, you know, at our hearts adore and they're having this moment with Him and, and I get this picture of Jesus saying, come to me, you've got this heavy chain mail on and I get this picture that He just wants to, He's picking it up from each shoulder and He's just lifting it off but all He needs is for us to come to Him, to come to Him because there's frustration, there's emotion of carrying this this heaviness, this weight of this chains around you and and He's just calling, He's just saying, come to me, come and have a moment with me because I don't want you to carry that. I don't want you to carry that. I want to lift it off you. I want to lift that weight off off you. Just a moment with me. Look what I can do. Just a moment with me. I encourage you, if that's for you tonight, don't forget that He wants you to come to Him. He wants you to come to Him. He does not want you to carry hurt, frustration, emotions that are just, you don't know what to do with them. He wants you to come to Him. He wants to lift it off you. He wants to be the the Word, right thick, what you need right now. He wants to be there for you. He wants you to read His Word. He wants you to come before Him and have that moment to listen, to receive from Him and allow Him to take that from you. You're wearing the chain mail, whoever you are, because of a broken heart. And you think you're protecting yourself by having this guard over your heart. And the Word of God to you tonight is that He wants to heal the broken hearted. If you're prepared to allow Him to open your heart. you just got to expose your heart to Him, to open your heart. I, I believe that, because I was just praying a moment ago before Dan got up, and I really sense that God wants to do a miracle in people's lives tonight of healing the broken hearted. Yes. If that's you, and you're prepared to, can you come down the front and just let us pray for you? I'm not going to ask any questions. I just want to lay hands on you. Yeah. Believing that God's going to heal your broken heart tonight. It will be a safe place. Let's you come down the front. Don't wait. You need to come. Here in your arms, there's nothing
just a moment you just
us how he loves us. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Thank you, Father, that you love us. Thank you, Father, that you love us with a love that we could never even try and understand, that your love is unconditional, it's always there for us. We thank you. Thank you that you never, ever leave us. Thank you. Thank you that we can always come before you, that you're always there for us. Thank you that you've always got just what we need. Thank you. Thank you for those moments with you. Thank you that they are life-changing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you honour. We give you glory tonight, Father. He is good. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We have the great privilege of hearing from Libby this evening. Isn't that great? Yeah. So how about you give it up for Libby right now in expectation. to a beautiful place. Pastor Jan, Pastor Sheridan, thank you just for hearing God in that moment. Um, that, was a, that was a really powerful word from God right then and brought healing and beautiful things. And um, I, want us to, I want us just to honour Pastor Sheridan, Pastor Jan. They are an incredible couple. We have the absolute privilege and honour of being called friends. And um, so I want us to put our hands together and honour our pastors, yeah? They're amazing. And Pastor Ray and Wendy as well. Man, you, um, you're under very, very good leadership here. I hope you know that. Awesome. <laughs> okay, guys, okay, like right from the outset, I want some feedback here. <laughs> Is that cool? Like you're allowed to agree with things I say tonight. Is that all right? You are under incredible leadership here in this church. Yeah, and honestly, there's something about being positioned under godly, God-fearing, God-loving leadership that flippin' um, keeps you covered. And, and they're moving ahead. They, like Wayne and I haven't been down here at Activate Church since 2014. I think we were here. Oh, my things making noises. Um, I think we were here for Revolution 
tour last year maybe. But, um, but since 2014 and coming back this time, we've noticed a real shift and a real change in the atmosphere here. Um, I don't know if you're picking it up. I'm pretty sure you are. But I know that Pastor Sharon and Pastor Jan are moving into things and um, are wanting to take you guys with them. And the, the uh, yeah, I posted a little picture on my Instagram yesterday. Um, we, we had a combined like workshop for the Activate team. Um, but a, but a number of others from other churches as well. And I posted a picture saying, the church in Waikato is looking beautiful or something like that. And a lady posted, said, um, what does it actually mean? Like, what do you mean by the church is looking beautiful? And I'm like, oh, heck. But, um, but I, so I just replied to her and said, you know, the church, the church, not this church, the church in the Waikato Kato is looking really healthy. And where there's unity, the Bible says that God commands a blessing. And I was so encouraged yesterday just to see a number of churches gathering together and wanting to learn and go deeper in worship. And there's a sense of unity here that I think is really, really special. So um, you're, you're in for good days, man. I'm excited to see what God's going to do. Yes. Yay, thanks Jan and Sheridan for being excited with me. <laughs> hey, um, okay, so, hi. Um, we've had a great weekend down here, and um, it's an honour and a privilege just to be speaking tonight. I'm going to talk really, really quickly, because actually, where we went just in the worship there was exactly where I felt God wants to go tonight. And so I'm going to just going to, I'm going to share some stuff really quickly with you. Is that okay? And it's heart stuff. This is not deeply theological stuff. This is just me sharing my heart and my own journey and um, experience and encounter with Jesus. But I want to read to you first from um, Matthew 17. And Wayne's actually, when he was preaching this morning, quoted this passage in both his messages. So it must be of the Lord. Okay, so here we go. Matthew 17, and the message translation says this. Six days later, three of them saw that glory. Jesus took Peter and the brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain. His appearance changed from the inside out, right before their eyes. Sunlight poured from his face. Can you imagine the picture? Like, this is freaky stuff. This is like his appearance, like this is Jesus, who they haven't seen in this way before, but God's wanted to show them something different about himself. So he takes them to a high place first, a place that's away from everywhere else. Just take note of that. And then his appearance changed from the inside out. Like, that's kind of weird. Right before their eyes, sunlight poured from his face. His clothes were filled with light. And then they realized that Moses and Elijah were also there in deep conversation with him. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Peter broke in, Master, this is a great moment. What would you think if I built three memorials here on the mountain? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was going on like this babbling, a light radiant cloud enveloped them. Imagine making a movie of this passage. <laughs> and sounding from deep in the cloud a voice, this is my son, Marked by my love, focus of my delight, listen to him. When the disciples heard it, they fell flat on their faces, scared to death. But Jesus came over and touched them. Don't be afraid. And when they opened their eyes and looked around, all they saw was Jesus, only Jesus. I love this passage. And I want to share with you tonight. Um, I saw a, a video on Facebook uh, a couple of weeks ago, some of you may have seen it. It was actually very, very moving, and it was a it was an ad for an insurance company, believe it or not. But it was they took they took um, a number of couples, just two people, um, who were all in various sort of relationship with each other, and they basically said to them, it was actually Singaporean, so there were subtitles, 
But they, they basically said to these couples, we want you to stand and look into each other's eyes for four minutes. Like focus, intentionally look into each other's eyes for four minutes. And then we want you to be aware of how that feels and then what you communicate out of that emotion. And it was really interesting. So it, it flicked backwards and forwards between these different couples. And it was really neat. There was a, there was a mother with a 17-year-old son. There was a older father with a, a middle-aged daughter. So he was probably in his maybe 60s, 70s. She was maybe in her late 30s, early 40s. There were two older sisters, you know, a couple of years apart. There were two younger siblings, a brother and a sister who were like 20 and 18. There was a husband and wife, a young husband and wife. And there was um, an older husband and wife who were probably in their 70s, late 70s. And it just flicked in between these these two or these different couples looking in each other's eyes. It was really interesting watching because it was so awkward at first. So awkward. You could, you could sense the kind of awkward discomfort as they kind of had to purposely look into each other's eyes. And, um, and, but as you watch, I, I end up bawling my eyes out. As you watch this video take place, you could see the emotions stirring in each of them. You could see just a a little flicker in the eye. You could see a little tense up of a, of a facial muscle. You could see a, a reaching out to touch. You could see all sorts of emotions starting to brew from this place of discomfort. The older married couple were cracking jokes and she was telling him off saying, concentrate, look into my eyes, look into my eyes. <laughs> so humor, you know. Um, what got me was the mother with the 17-year-old son because he was quite staunch, and she, you could tell that she was just wanting to connect with her son. And so as they looked into each other's eyes, slowly you start to see his kind of barriers break down. And then, beautiful, he just reaches out and takes her hands and holds her hands. And then she just leans in and puts her head on his chest and starts to cry. And um, so you see all these different expressions of emotion brewing. And then at the end of the video, they, they talked about what they, what they felt and what they wanted to say to each other. So from this look, this intentional gaze, stirred emotions which came out in communication, came out in dialogue, interaction. And after the four minutes of looking into each other's eyes, not one of them said anything negative. Not one of them spoke a hurtful or spiteful word. Not one of them... Um, cast blame. In fact, the things they expressed was how much they had missed one another, um, what they regretted not saying. Um, the married couple, the younger married couple, this was really sad because you could see, um, you could see them kind of, kind of wanting to get close and then the husband finally just kind of sided up to his wife and then pulled her into an embrace and she just relaxed into his arms. And they said at the end, we hugged and we haven't hugged for a long, long time long, long time. A married couple, no interaction for a long, long time. The, um, the father and daughter, the older father with the middle-aged daughter, again, you could see almost pain flickering in her face as the emotions started to stir. And then he just reached out and touched her hair, put it behind her ear. I think it was something like that. And she just, her face just dissolved into tears. And it was, it was amazing. The two sisters, the older one expressed to the younger one how much her father meant to them or how much she meant to the father because she'd looked after the age for all of them at the beginning. And they might have mastered in humor, like the older married couple, look into my eyes, look into my eyes, okay, stay focused, you know. Um, there, was, there was fear, there was discomfort. Um, but on this journey to intimacy, because what resulted for all of them was a new level of intimacy, a new level of communication, a new level of honesty, a new level of connection. But it started 
with the discomfort of the gaze. And I don't believe we can ever reach a level of intimacy with our Father until we're willing to push through the discomfort of the look, of the gaze, of allowing Him to gaze on us. Intimacy cannot be achieved without there first being discomfort, if that makes sense. Do you get what I mean? Um, An intentional gaze will always start with discomfort before a level of intimacy is achieved. And as I thought about this, um, and I'm seriously not going to speak long, as I thought about this and, and pondered this video of mere human interaction, I wondered how often we don't take the time just to simply look at Jesus, just to simply look at God. You know, we speak to him, we speak at him a heck of a lot. Hey, God, I need this, I need this, do this for me, answer my prayer, provide for me, whatever. We speak at him, we serve him, and we even worship him with songs of love and adoration. But it's actually possible to do all those things without a level of intimacy attached to it. It's possible to do all those things without a level of true intimacy. But intimacy starts with an intentional gaze. It starts with a willingness to stand naked, not literally, but bared all before our Father and just look into his eyes and allow him to look into ours. How often do we really gaze into his eyes and give him permission to look at us? See, the thing is, with all these people, the reason their relationships had broken down or weren't what they could have been was because of things like busyness, um, distraction of other loves, um, fear, fear of what intimacy could mean, um, just getting, yeah, distracted, um, not, not um, understanding the, the relationship, having a wrong perception of what the relationship was, like the younger siblings. All of them had reasons that they had lost that connection. But four minutes, four minutes, just standing and gazing into each other's eyes brought back that level of intimacy, brought back that level of connection of um, relationship. And I, I, um, I want to suggest to us tonight that there are some specific reasons that we don't just gaze at our Father and allow Him to gaze at us. And the first one simply is, we just get too busy. Hey, we just, we're, we're busy doing things, we're busy serving, we're busy at work, we're busy, in, we're busy doing the stuff of the kingdom And that's all good, but without that level of intimacy as a fuel, as the purpose behind it, what's the point? We miss the biggest thing we were created for, which is emotional oneness with our Creator. Without that, we've got nothing. Um, So busyness, the distraction of other loves, like I said before, guilt and shame. Guilt and shame will keep us from gazing at our Father because we have a perception or a misconception of the way He sees us. And we're scared to let him look at us because we're scared of what we're going to see in his eyes. Yeah, number four was just that, fear of what we may see in his eyes. We don't trust that he really wants and longs to that level of intimacy with us. We have this perception of why would God want to love me? How could he? That's why I loved what happened just down here before. Maybe God was healing physical broken hearts, but there are a whole lot of us that are walking around with hearts that are broken because we don't truly understand how much God longs for that intimacy with us. He just longs for that deep, deep level of intimacy. And then just the fear of intimacy in general, because it does place a demand of a new level of relationship on us. So here's the thing. Peter, James, and John 
we're given an opportunity to be part of something pretty incredible on the Mount of Transfiguration. Hey, like, you know, when I read that passage before, you know, Jesus shining from the inside out, light beaming from him, um, you know, the glory of God enveloping them. He takes them purposely. He says, come with me. I want to show you something. I want to show you my glory. And he takes them up to this high mountain and everything happens. That Moses and Elijah turn up. Like, that's, it's freaky stuff. And here are these three men who've been invited to see something more of Jesus. He's showing them an aspect of himself they haven't experienced or encountered before. Um, and it's so funny because often we will, um, we will be in a church service or we'll be at a conference and we'll have those high mountaintop experiences. And what is our response when Jesus shows us something that we haven't encountered of him before or experienced it before? Often it'll be to do what Peter, James and John did. Let's do something. We, we try and do something. Lord, let's build, let's build shelters. Let's, um, let's get busy serving. Let's do stuff. And God's saying, I didn't show you this so you could do stuff for me. I showed you this because I want to show you who I really am. I, Jesus took the boys up the mountain, not because he wanted to show them the stuff of his, the revelation of who he was. He wanted to show them truly who he was. He wanted them to see just him. And the fact is, too often we get busy doing stuff in response to God showing us himself because we're afraid, because we, we are afraid to truly stand before him and just say, here I am. Here I am. I look into your eyes. Look at me. Intimacy can be defined as into me see. Nothing, no um, barriers, nothing between us, just complete emotional oneness. That's what we were created for. And so, but we stop short too often by the doing. Let's do a whole lot of stuff. And in a sense, it actually is us trying to get past the discomfort in our own way. Because when God invites us to see him, flipping heck, it's uncomfortable. There is discomfort, the intentional gaze. When he invites us to gaze on him, we start to do stuff because we don't want to push past the discomfort or the fear or the whatever it is that's stopping us from truly seeing him. Yeah? What I love about this passage is the end result. When Peter, James, and John looked up after the overwhelming experience, all they saw was Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Can I, um, Wendy, can you jump up, babe, for me? Please? I want us to um I want us to I want us to do something tonight and this is something that I've practiced many times in my own life and you know this is a bit of a practical thing so it's kind of weird in a church gathering but I don't care. <laughs> We're going to do it. <laughs> Cuz the thing is it's actually simple. If we want to go to that new level of relationship with him we've got to push past what's comfortable. We've got to push past discomfort and say I'm willing to gaze at my God. I'm willing to stand and focus on him and let him look at me, and then let the emotions start to stir. Just like that video, just like that video. It starts with the discomfort of looking, of being willing to be looked at by our God, our God who sees and knows everything anyway. And whether there's fear because if we look into his eyes, we're scared of what we might see there. I wanna encourage you tonight, you will see nothing but love. You will see nothing but grace kindness, compassion, mercy, overwhelming, all-encompassing love for you. 
I've had a couple of times, or a number of times, where I've just exercised doing this, and I've just purposely put myself in a place where I've looked at him. And I picture him before me, and I, I can't even necessarily see, you know, specific features. We all see Jesus different. But I, I focus my attention, and I just look, and I look into his eyes. And he always smiles back. And once or twice, he's just given me a little kiss on the forehead and just smiled at me. And that little kiss on the forehead and that smile does something in my heart that I can't find anywhere else. That level of intimacy with your Creator is what you were made for. It changes everything. It changes the way we see Him. It changes the way we serve Him. It changes the way we love other people. Changes the way we relate to Him. He wants to do that for us tonight. So, this is what I want us to do. I'd like us all to stand if that's okay. And if this is uncomfortable for you, it was really funny. I, after I'd watched the video, I, I said to my son Josh, let's practice this. <laughs> So we, and he's like six foot one. And so I'm like, <laughs> remind me of the mum with the 17-year-old son. But um, he's a really very physical touch, tender, cuddly young man. And um, so we looked into each other's eyes and took 10 seconds before he just enveloped me in a huge hug. <laughs> and I said, oh, it's because you're awkward. He goes, no, I'm not awkward at all. I just, that's what I feel, you know. And so I want us to close our eyes right now. And I want you to picture Jesus. Just picture Jesus. Don't need to necessarily see specific features, but if you can, that's cool. But he's standing right in front of you, wanting to be gazed at. And I want you to dare, not with your eyes open, keep your eyes closed. Picture him. Picture the surroundings. Whenever I see myself looking at Jesus, it's always on a real golden, wide open space field. There's breeze and sunlight. It's airy and breezy and light. There's like wheat blowing and it's just beautiful and free and light. And then just look into his eyes. Just look at him tonight. Gaze at him tonight. Let yourself be vulnerable enough to let him look at you. And then begin to let the emotion of that well up in you. Jesus. Keep looking, keep looking, keep gazing. It's uncomfortable at first, but block out every distraction every worry, any sense of fear, and just look at your God. And if you're feeling emotions start to stir, start to talk to Him. You do it out loud. Tell Him what you're feeling. Express to Him what speak to you.
something is healed in us in that moment something's healed in us changed in us turned around in us in that moment we love you Father I want to encourage you do this at home do this in your own walk you know we can come to church on a Sunday and we can have the corporate thing like Peter and James and John on the mountain but we've got to just see Jesus in our own personal walk Romans 12 says here's what I want you to do God helping you take your everyday ordinary life your eating, sleeping walking around and going to work life and place it before God as an offering embracing what he's done for you is the best thing you can do for him God wants to be involved in every single part of your everyday life. He wants to look at you and he wants to be looked at by you because he gives direction, he gives counsel, he speaks words of love over us, he speaks words of destiny and faith and freedom and life and joy over us. But we've got to take the time to look at him. We've got to take the time to see him, to listen to him. I'm really urgent about this because I know the power. I do this in my own walk with him often. And I've learned how to hear his voice in that place. And sometimes he's spoken things that are so specific that no one else could know. And I know I haven't made up. And it's shifted something quite radically in my life. Do it. Can I encourage you? Spend time just standing, picturing him. You know, our imagination is one of the most powerful things he's given us. And people go, oh, you know, you don't want to get kind of carried away. But if we're submitting it to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit and saying, God, you show me what you want me to see. Let your imagination run there. Let your imagination go there. Picture Him. The Bible says, fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Like, allow your imagination to go there. You're not making something up. I don't believe. You're giving God freedom to look at you as you choose to look at him. So I want to finish it there. I'm going to hand back to Pastor Jan. Um, it's a bit of a weird <laughs> sort of, but I just felt that's what I needed to share with you tonight. But can I encourage you, please? I know as you develop this level of intimacy and there's always going to be that level of discomfort first, always, but it's going to radically shift something in your life. Do it a lot. Is that cool? Awesome. So good. I had no idea what Libby was going to be speaking on, but I just felt that so much myself, that, that God, Jesus, was, just had that incredible desire for us to come and have that moment with Him. So thank you, God, for speaking to us tonight. Thank you for meeting with us tonight. That was awesome. Thank you, Pastor Libby. Fantastic. Let's give her another hand. Let's give God a hand. Yeah. Thank you.
you guys. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna party to finish. We're gonna party in this place. Before we do that, if you do not have a relationship with God, if you don't know what it's like to be able to come before Him every day, to be able to receive from Him and meet with Him, my word, you are missing out on something incredible. So I want to give you the opportunity, if you want to find out more about what it is to live in a relationship with Him, I please, please, please come up the front after we've finished the gathering tonight. Come up, up the front over here, meet with myself or Pastor Sheridan or Pastor Ray, and we would love to chat with you, to pray with you, uh, to help you in your journey with God. Awesome? Fantastic. We are going to uh, receive an offering uh, for Pastor Wayne and Pastor Libby because we want to bless them. Isn't it been so amazing to have them with us today? The whole day, all three gatherings. So we're going to receive an offering for them. Yeah, so thank, thank you. Thank you, ushers. Please be purposed also in your giving. Thank you, church, for giving. We do have the giving stations on your left as you go. Uh, after our gathering tonight, on your left as you go out into the foyers, they're on the left there. Tuesday night, 7.30pm, we are going to be praying here. Momentum prayer. Girls night out tomorrow night, 7.30. Let's party! Thanks, Pastor Wayne. <laughs> Is breathing down into my life. You take my burden and you make it light. You make it light. Miss me. I choose to follow you for all my life. I know that you are always by my side. You're by my side.
Thank you, Jesus. 